once again the Patriot Radio News, our final show of the week. That means it's Friday. Give yourself a hand. We made it through another week. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and joined with Big Rod, Robert Papino, my Italian brother, my partner in crime on Friday. How are you, bud? I am ecstatic. I'm always happy to be here with you, brother. Man, I, I tell you, I tell you what, I always learn something with you. That's why I listen to when, when I'm not here with you. I'm listening to you on the radio, brother. I'm going to tell you what, you guys are going to learn a whole lot today. Matter of fact, I've got a great show lined up for you. My blog is not going to be ready. But by Tuesday, it's going to be up. You're not going to want to miss it. It explains. We we pull the, per- the curtain back on the mystery of, of where the wages have gone and where the inflation is. You're going to love it. Don't miss it. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. Make it part of your daily routine. Keep yourself in the know huge number out today you know this the first week of every month is what we call jobs oh yeah i saw those numbers. so so wednesday they have adp thursday jobless claims and then today was the big government number how many jobs were created did we seasonally adjust and create right and they had two hundred and nine thousand. Now they were looking for one eighty five, so it wasn't you know wasn't huge, but it was still better than expected. Better than there you go, better than expected. It was actually I was I was actually I was really surprised. Yeah, so was I. I I, was, I, I, I actually was yeah, too. I thought it was going to be more in the one fifties, yeah. and and so I I was surprised. And and matter of fact, I was sitting there going, wow, you know what? I'm going, hey, this is a great number. Yeah, that, that's yeah, a yeah, great no, number. No kidding. When I when I looked at that, I thought to myself, you know what? If, if this could happen, uh, let's say on a weekly basis, we this country could actually get back on its feet. But there's a problem with that. Well, so you're <laughs> sitting there and you're like, you know, and I'm scratching my head, right? yeah. and I'm like, it doesn't add up. Yeah. Right? Why would car sales be the General Motors car sales down fifteen percent? Chrysler down ten. Four down, seven down. Every one of them down, right? And you're like, but two hundred thousand people got a job, right? This this doesn't make sense. And then, as always, and we always like to say, the devil's always in the details. Absolutely. How did we miraculously get these two hundred and nine thousand jobs? And here's, I guess, here's what we have to believe. Now, I don't know if it's real, if it's fake. If it's adjusted, if it's not adjusted, we live in a town, I live in a town that is, I would say we are the economy that they gave us today. There's 209,000 jobs. This is Arizona. Right. And more, I guess, greater Phoenix. Right, right. Greater Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. And and here's what they said. Of the 209,000, a little over 25%, so a little over one out of every four of those jobs, this is what we have to believe now, right. were bartenders, waiters, and waitresses. Right. 53,000 of them. <laughs> now, we've got a lot of bars and restaurants in this we town, got, right? We, we have do. more bars and restaurants per capita in Phoenix right? we, we than got, any other state. <laughs> right? and I, I, so I'm like, well, you know, I'm here at... 
got and they open and they close and they open and they close. The same location, you know, over a ten year period will have three or four, and if it's a bad one, five different places open and close and open and close. But I, I guess maybe right, right, right. You know who are really, who, you know who's really making the money <laughs> are all the equipment companies selling to these restaurants, right? Because they're opening and closing. So what happens, right? After they close, all that stuff goes to an auction block. Right, and then the other guy comes in and rebuys it, right? <laughs> but but in this report, there is no wages, right? We, right, we know right, that, right. No, no wages. But then other detail comes out, because when they do the jobs report and the unemployment rate uh, went back to 4.3, we're at that 16-year low, there's two different surveys involved. There's one from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and, and, and they talk about the types, right? This is where you get 53,000 waitresses and waiters, right. uh, they, and professional services. That's going to be uh, your Uber drivers, your Lyft drivers, and all of those things was 40,000. Essentially, the, the whole report was chock full of low Amazon type jobs, right, low right. wage jobs. The BLS also tells you, and they they update it quarterly. Okay, of these jobs, how many were full time? How many were part time? And this is kind of where all the details really start to make sense. <laughs> we actually lost. 54,000 full-time jobs. And we gained 300,000, you know, part-time jobs. Right? And you think about, like, the blog that I have up there right now talking about the side hustle. Right? This is what we have. And then when you factor that in, you're saying, okay, we're replacing full-time jobs with part-time jobs. Then the rest of it makes sense, doesn't it? Then the the slow GDP growth that makes sense. The no cars makes sense. Nobody can afford. And I keep talking about like, the housing problem. We don't have a shortage. No, we just no don't. Shortage. We don't have enough people that are able to afford a house. And then, and then again, of course, the houses people can afford to build don't add up. That makes sense. So then, when I drive around this town and I see apartment complex after apartment complex after apartment complex after apartment complex followed by another apartment complex, it makes sense. Back to empty strip malls, by the way. <laughs> Picture Radio News Hour. We're going to get Scooby and Shaggy and find out where the mystery machine is next. Where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? Oh, yeah, Fred's driving the mystery van down the street. I don't know if you saw this morning. Big headline on CNBC. The mystery of slow wages. Why is it happening? I mean, look, have you seen these jobs numbers? And they, they just can't figure it out. And and they talk about how this is going to keep the Fed from raising rates and and that there's no wage growth and it's lingering concerns about the lack of inflation. Again, right, they keep talking about this lack of inflation. Right, lack of. 
Right. How about more lack of communication? And, and, like <laughs> and again, they're, they're actually portraying this as a bad thing. Right. We need to devalue better than that. Oh, yeah. Right. Part of the reason why GDP is so low is because, you know, we don't have enough devaluation going on. And the reality is, this is not your parents' jobs market anymore. This is now the the new new economy where when you actually look at because you used to be and it's true twenty years ago you could just look at the headline number right and you could make sense of it absolutely right okay yep that goes somewhat, somewhat right right, anyway, but, right yeah that, I mean it was it was never clear clear because of the the numbers were always adjusted right you always had always, right you months, always had the months, seasonality but later season, seasonally adjusted numbers. But you never—that's right. You never got a report right. that said we lost fifty-four thousand full-time jobs and picked up three hundred thousand part-time jobs. You never did. That—that that didn't happen. It, 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 the crazy thing: people don't find this strange. Well, the, what's funny is the people that are on this—the the TV talking about this—and this morning, uh, I, I just was like. I, I really don't understand how they could come out there. Uh, this guy, uh, he's the chief investment strategist. See, that always sounds good. I'm the chief investment strategist at State Street. Right? State Street Global Advisors. It's a mystery. <laughs> There's no mystery. I mean, even the headline numbers. One out of four jobs was a waitress. But, but the economy's fine, Joe. Everything's fine. And you sit there and you start to realize what's really happening is we have devalued the American work. You know who the hero in the in this uh, and, and call it will you uh, this record stock rally. Yeah. You know who the hero is? The hero is those 44 million people working more than one job. Those are the heroes. Yeah. Because they're doing it just to get by. Could you imagine if they said, you know what, I'm not going to do it, right. what it would be? They're just, they're just trying to survive. And they're thing. willing to do This is how badly, and I say it all the time. Yeah. We want to be productive, right? We all want the, you know, the version of our American dream. How can you be productive if there's no production? Where have all the factories gone? Overseas, China, Mexico. Ford's still going to Mexico, okay? But, but, but forget all the rhetoric you hear on that squawk box. Well, let's They're still see. going to Mexico. Right, and, and uh -oh. China, and, and get ready. All the major auto companies, layoffs are coming. And I, I don't know how that works. I think the the union guys can still get paid, but the non-union yeah, guys right. won't get paid. Uh, but Wall Street, or USA Today, low-wage jobs are now going to be the fastest growing job over the next five years. And I don't know if they just only studied the next five years, but right. you, you can expand it. They said, well, middle class living will lag. Right? That, that's the headline. You know, there's something very curious about what you just said. Will. How about it has been lagging for the last 20 years? But this is what it is. Listen, they need to catch up, right? They're, <laughs> they're, they're catching up 
because they, they are sitting there and they're going, wait a minute, this isn't happening the way I thought it was going to happen. Maybe we should look into this, right? Now, the Federal Reserve, you know, I, I, Daniel DiMartino's uh, booth, her book, uh, Fed Up, she worked inside the Fed. She kind of, and I think we knew this, but it's always good when somebody inside tells you. She called it the MIT Mafia, mm-hmm. which was the data-catching people at the Federal Reserve, and they employ thousands. Each Federal Reserve bank employs thousands of people. The vast majority of them are collecting data, right? And they take all of this data, and they spit out all these sorts of information, and it's a mystery. And, and I told I told Robert when he when he got here, you know, we were talking about it. And I said, you know, what? I'm so frustrated, right. right? Right. I said, I hate that I'm right, and yet I feel like I'm wrong, right? Right. right. Because the the Dow, you know, another all time high, and they're bragging about this number, which on the outset it, it really was good too. I was surprised, and then I when when all of the facts came out, I'm like, oh, okay, boy. We're really going part-time. I didn't realize how part-time we were really going. I just came up with an idea, Joe. Why don't we turn the United States into one giant restaurant, and then the rest of the world can come here and have dinner, okay? You want a service-based economy? There you go. Come on down. We got it all. What kind of food do you like? We got it. We got it. Come on in. We'll fly, hey. Everybody will fly in from all over the world just to have dinner in the United States. And you know what, though? I guess that makes sense because I look at TV. Some of my favorite shows are the food shows. Yeah, right? I love Hell's well, Kitchen. Italian, right? Italian. I, I, I love, love watching food shops, shows. right? I love that stuff, right? They give out the weirdest <laughs> ingredients and you're supposed to make something, you know? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Iron Chef. Right. Iron. All that stuff, right? So this is how, you know, everybody's out there opening up a restaurant, I guess. I, I mean, but something has happened in the last six weeks. First, it was the about face of Janet Yellen, where she went in a six-week period from Wall Street's too high, and we're going to keep raising the rates. Right, right, right. And wage growth is coming, and inflation's going to be here. Okay? That, that was her stand in May. By June, not a word about a rate hike. Right? And, oh, by the way, that inflation that I told you was coming, it's not coming. I mean, she made a mistake. That, that's what a said, and, and, and obviously, I am dumbing it way down, okay? She didn't say it like that, but I'm helping her out, okay? Then, Alan Greenspan, somebody dusted him off. I know he's not dead yet, okay? Somebody dusted him off. He came out of his coffin, and now he's been on TV, like, almost every day this week. Right. And he's talking about, you. and I'll just, you know, remember irrational exuberance. Right. Which floored everyone, because Alan Greenspan was the master. 
He could talk for an hour. That guy was a wordsmith. Let me tell you something. He could say, he could, you're right. He could talk for an hour and say absolutely nothing. You had no idea. None. I mean, I would listen to him and I would go, first of all, I would write, I would write words down that he said. And I, and I was, I'm a terrible speller, okay? But I'd write them down as close as I thought they would be spelled, like to look them up because I did not know what they meant. Right. Is that a, well, that's, is, that's is, a smart thing, right? right. You, is don't that, know was that, right. you don't know a word. You go to the dictionary, you look it up. What does this mean? And half the time I looked it up, and I still didn't know what he said. <laughs> right? Because I was trying to say, was that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I, right. I don't know. And, and so he was an expert at it. Right. right. People would be like, we don't know what he said. And one of the things about Alan Greenspan, this was a guy who his whole life, and he, again, another one of these, he's an academic, okay? But his whole life was, this is a mistake. We should go back to the gold standard until he got into the higher levels of the government. And he went to work. He's, you know, his the first time you really heard of Alan Greenspan was with Ronald Reagan. That's right. And he redid Social Security. We can thank him. It was his idea for this trust fund. Now, they didn't execute it the way he wanted. In fairness to Alan, okay. he wanted an amendment in there that prevented Congress from touching it. Right. The only reason it got passed is they took that part out. <laughs> okay? So, in fairness, I want to be fair to him. He did not want it to be the way that it was. But as he got involved in this, I think he really, you know, because they use a lot of logic, and they can throw a lot of, and they threw a lot of data at them, and they did, okay, well, maybe you're right. That's, this is my, I'm trying to surmise what I think happened. I'm going to let you go with this. Right? Go. Maybe you're right. <laughs> and he started getting in there, and he became the Fed governor and the Fed chief, and he started going in and getting the economy going, and he stripped out all of the Glass-Steagall stuff. All of it. Now, it took him a long time. It started in the 80s. They didn't complete it until the end of the 90s. Right. They did it real, very stealthily. <laughs> For a brief moment in time, when Bill Clinton was president, and we were running, remember, the budget surpluses. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. all they talked about. Right. The wink, wink, nod, nod surplus. But neither here nor there, the budget surpluses. He really thought, I'm convinced of this, he really thought they had done it. Right? They had found Nirvana and and I am the maestro. Right. And we are going to pay down the debt's gonna be paid off by twenty ten. We're gonna avoid the big crisis because all the money we saved on the interest we can now put into social security because we spent that money and he knew we spent it. And and it's gonna be okay. Of course, the dot com bubble happened. And right as it was happening, he uttered the words irrational exuberance. And people were shocked. Because this is a man who spent his whole career saying things that nobody really knew what the heck he said. 
And this was plain. Yep. A rational exuberance. <laughs> and now all of a sudden... Finally, one word I understand. Right. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't have to look it up. Right. I knew what irrational meant. I knew what exuberance meant. And we kind of all knew what happened next. Right? Oh, yeah. And he's been out here or there since then. Right? But even during the financial crisis, you would hear from him, but not really. Because deep down inside, he knew that was his fault. Right? He's the one that created all of this securitization. By the way, just so you know, when we talk about these dark pools of money, and I know I'm going all over the place today, but the $500 trillion, do you know in the late 1990s, it wasn't even $100 trillion. Sorry. Alan Greenspan is the one that said, oh, yeah, we need to do this. Mr. Bubbleman. We, we, we found a safer way, okay? He has been out all week warning everybody and not, what well, I'll say, unlike Alan Greenspan, very, very plainly. Today, the most plain I've ever heard him speak, we're going to play the clip. It's a quick one. We're going to play it for you in the next segment. And he's got another warning, and, and you need to pay attention because that actually is starting to add up as we're putting these pieces together. Why did Janet yell? I mean, the Fed, it really, it took a U-turn. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why, but I did know why. Of course. Now Alan Greenspan is coming out saying, uh-oh, we got something bigger than a rational exuberance. That's going to be next. It's, it's a mystery. It's a mystery wrapped in a riddle inside an enigma. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. The defeat of ERA had an immense cultural impact in addition to obvious legal and political benefits. It made it socially acceptable for mothers to spend time away from the workforce to raise their children during a moment in history when feminists demonized that traditional role. During the 1970s, mothers were increasingly herded into the workforce and misled to think that was the only way they could have a fulfilling life. ERA was going to seal the deal and render it impossible for our society ever to have a respectable role for the stay-at-home mom with a working husband. The feminist ideology behind ERA sneered at any woman who would choose to stay at home while her husband advanced his career in the workplace. With the media and universities pushing this agenda hard alongside ERA, the percentage of stay-at-home moms with employed husbands did steadily decline. But Phyllis Schlafly's defeat of ERA permitted a new culture to emerge for the stay-at-home mom. Phyllis even instituted the innovative Homemaker Award in 1985 to honor a woman each year who exemplified this tried-and-true approach. Her award was ridiculed by feminists, but, like many of Phyllis's ideas, it is increasingly praised and imitated today. County fairs in states as diverse as Maryland, New York, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Oregon give homemaker awards. And our first lady, Melania Trump, is a homemaker who initially declined the glamour of the White House to stay at home while her son completed his school year. 
By the mid-1980s, the decline in the percentage of stay-at-home moms with working husbands began to level off and remains today at about the same level it was then. Nearly a third of women with children and working husbands choose to stay at home rather than be employed, as made respectable by the defeat of ERA. Many of those women do what Phyllis Schlafly herself did more than a half century ago, give their children a head start on school by teaching them to read with phonics. Our society depends on homemakers to produce the next generation of inventors, writers, artists, teachers, and leaders. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. You've seen the desperation of women's marches, the disgrace of Planned Parenthood, the rise of savvy young conservative women. Radical feminism is heading down a dead-end road. Voice your opinion on what's really important to women at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. From the school where you didn't need nothing if you couldn't make it with your own two hands. He was backwards, backwards. You know, maybe I'm backwards. I'm backwards. I'm old school. You know, but I, I, I enough's enough already. Yeah. The mystery. I don't understand why the wages aren't growing. I don't. I didn't read the USA I, Today. I don't before. know. I don't know. <laughs> it's perfectly normal for one out of every four jobs in the entire country to be a waiter or a waitress. Part-time, baby. How's that possible? Side hustle. Can that really be possible? Uh, it looks like it is at this point. I mean, that's, I, I guess. I don't know. I'm having a hard time with it. One out of every four jobs. Tell you what, Joe, let's open a restaurant, man. <laughs> uh, you know what that tells me, though? Yeah, that. Again, how many more can we have? Right. Right. And I actually, you know what, I have inside information. I actually have friends that own bars and restaurants. And I'm going to tell you all a little story. Ooh, I'm, I'm waiting for this. Okay. There's one. He's been the owner, and he's been the owner for a couple of decades. And the place is still there, still running. I know, and I'm not kidding, at least a dozen that have tried the same thing Every one of them has ended up the same. Bankrupt and out of business. That's right. And you realize. And, and what happens is, it's kind of like what we said. Right. Somebody else moves in. Oh, yeah. And sometimes they change the name. Sometimes they don't even they don't even change the name, right? They just leave the name. Well, you know, especially with the restaurant industry, Joe, because I was in the restaurant industry. You know this. I, I know this. I can tell you this for a fact, that it has a 90% failure rate. Not so much bars. Okay, but restaurants have a ninety percent failure failure rate, and yet they're all over the place. How is this possible? Well, and, and this is the economy that we're bragging about. And and so anyway, I'm I'm trying to put these pieces to the puzzle together. And when I started to get this data, they also, by the way, also tell you the education level of the job. Okay, there's a lot of data that we don't get, that we don't talk about, that the Federal Reserve has or the BLS has and or the Household Survey has, which is the other survey. Inside of this, something happened, and it happened for the first time in June, 
and it repeated itself again in July. The only, and I, I've been talking a lot about the age of the people in the jobs. This was about the education of the people in the jobs. And believe it or not, for the last now 13 months, the only job growth has occurred for people with a high school diploma or less, which that fits the 300,000 part-time jobs and we lost 50-some thousand full-time. That fits that. That piece fits in that puzzle. Right. The people that are more educated than that has actually, jobs have actually gone down by two-tenths of a percent. Right. Those are facts. Those aren't my numbers. I'm not making those up. Those are the facts. And then when now all of a sudden I'm starting to think about Alan Greenspan, and he keeps coming into my head. Right. And I was shocked to see him back out here again. He was just out. He's, he's on again today. Oh, like you said, they dusted him off the, out of the closet, put it, prop him up there, and you know, and uh, make make you know, throw out warnings. All of a sudden, all of right? a, all of a sudden, Ramon, let's play. Here's what Alan Greenspan said this morning. Well, if you go back to the time of uh, Alexander Hamilton, long-term interest rates. Government bond interest rates have never been as low as they are today. And interest rates have no long-term trend. Uh, we go back into ancient times, and when we could get interest rates, it looks very much like what we have today. So the current level of interest rates is abnormally low, and there's only one direction in which they can go, and when they start, it will be rather rapid. Are you predicting a timing on this? Because people think back to irrational exuberance and they get very worried when they start thinking of those things. But when you first talked about irrational exuberance with the stock market's valuations, it took a while before the market actually caught up to that and followed suit. Uh, I have no time frame on the forecast. I mean, I have a chart which goes back to 1800. And I can tell you that this particular period sticks out but you have no way of knowing in advance when it actually will trigger. Because remember, uh, in a bull market which is about to break, two weeks before, the price levels are below the ultimate peak, meaning there were more bids than offers. So it looks stronger just before it isn't stronger. And so that anybody who thinks they're going to make forecasts which work all the time uh, are in for a disastrous heading, if I might put it that way. So think about what he just said. <laughs> you got to go back to ancient times. Like you said, he was alive back then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about Alexander Hammer. Ancient times, you know, because there was no banks. Right. So that was the only time he could find that interest rates were that low because right. there was none. Right. And then he comes out and he says, it sticks out. It sticks out. In other words, it's so far out. And one of the things that, that he was saying and tried not to say, right, you can't predict, 
You absolutely, he just did. He, just, he said, listen, I can't predict the time. I, I'm not, I, I don't, don't know. know what, I, I can't give you that it's going to be on September the 12th. Okay, I can't say that. But make no mistake about it. Okay, This thing sticks out, and it don't stick out like a little bit. right? This is Pinocchio sticking out after about 150 lies. <laughs> right? Janet Yellen right now, that, that nose is going way out there. And then I start to think about the U-turn. And Alan Greenspan's giving her the, 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 the all, this is the worst. Rates are going to go up, not because we want them to, but because it's going to blow up. And this is kind of, remember what we've talked about. We really, you can say, if you want to say we've had a recovery, then you can say so, right? You can seasonally adjust this, and you can massage that, and you can get to your 2% GDP if you want to. i got a bridge I want to tell you, Jeff. Right. <laughs> okay. Here's what we do know. You're, you're making less money today than you have had in decades. Of course, when you adjust it for inflation. Right. You got to adjust it for inflation. Always. Right. Got to do that. In decades, we are losing full time jobs and replacing them with part time jobs. And yet, debts are at all time record highs. And the maestro himself just told you you better get ready. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. You know, part of the problem when you have computers doing the trading, uh, the, the dollar has rallied today on the great jobs number. Uh, gold's down $10, uh, 1257 Silver's down $0.36, cents, sixteen twenty-six. Great time to pick up, especially silver, picking up some silver here uh, on the dip. You can get rolls of Silver Eagles, uh, $15 less today, uh, $400 uh, for a roll of U.S. Silver Eagles today, 800 951 uh, Take advantage. Heed the warning. Because he doesn't give that many, number one. Number two, okay, the one that he did give was a big one. Okay? That was a big one. But think about what he's saying. Like any good student, he went and said, I went all the way back to 1800. Because okay. I, I wanted, right, because you want to learn from history. Right. Right? So he was like, I'm going to try to find this. And, I mean, I found it when the Romans were around. But they were shaving off the, the denariuses. And, and, I mean, it was a different thing. I think they ended up with 10 at one point. Right. <laughs> I mean, they were trading whales' teeth. I don't know how it relates. Well, hey, remember, the tally stick right, right. <laughs> in Great Britain? <laughs> and, and you think about what he's saying and the fact that, listen, there's only one way to go. Right. We've broken the, lo- the lowest levels history has ever 
obscene. That's essentially what he uh, said. You, you nailed it. It's just broken. Everything in our economy is broken. And, and there's a reason why, because they, they work with the Federal Reserve really, and we kind of been learning this as we go, is they're now really, you know, people always say, don't fight the Fed, they're the banker of last resort and all of this. They're the head of the Ponzi scheme. Right? They're the top they're, of they're the, the leaders. They're the ones that are trying desperately to pretend that they fixed it. And what Ellen Greenspan so eloquently put this morning, it sticks out like a sore thumb. This, this is not going to end well. Another fat-fingered out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was him. And then you have these people, and they come out, and they can't. They're, oh, it's a mystery. I don't understand why the wages aren't growing. But, but look at how many people are working and all of these things. And then, then when you look at, really, when you go in, because they have the data. And this is all I can think about, is Janet Yellen saw the data. Oh, yeah. And she said, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Student loans are at all-time record highs. And yet people with college degrees, less of them are working today than a year ago. Hey, Janet, what's, what's, what's the crazy Wait, did we that? seasonally adjust it? Where's, <laughs> where is the guacamole? I need more guacamole. Salt, pepper, give me some paprika. We got to fix this. Put some sour cream on there, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then, though, really more importantly than that, though, was why the stopping of the rate hike talk. And that's what has me confused. Because it's okay to keep talking about it and not do it. They've done that plenty of times. Back and forth. But then when Alan Greenspan said, hey, get ready, what does he know? What data did he look at that said, you know what, I actually woke up today, right? I mean, I, you know, it feels like Alan Greenspan has been around since Alexander Hamilton, that he's going <laughs> to come out here and tell us, Hey, guess what? This is more. This is way worse than an irrational exuberance. Here's the deal, Joe, and you know this as well as I do. Fiat paper money systems, fake, fake money, based on nothing, usually last what around 35, 38, 40 years. Yeah, you know, let's round up. Let's give, let's it round it up. give it fifty. Give it fifty. Give it fifty, 50 years. The old man knows that <laughs> paper money systems are cyclical. Because it's based on nothing. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to as I'm and I'm putting this this uh, blog together. I'm going to try to find. I don't know if I'm going to be successful or not. Try to do an Alan Greenspan. I'm going to go travel back through time and see if I can find a period where restaurant jobs accounted for so much of this economy. Because I don't know. I I'm. I'm sitting here and I'm looking and I can't believe it. I cannot believe one out of four jobs is a restaurant. And I live in Restaurant City. I mean, because they're all here. Every chain is here. Every mom and pop, every you know, world-renowned chef. I mean, this is it. You can go to any street corner you find a restaurant. <laughs> now, normally for a restaurant to be successful, you have to have people out there that do something other than actually work in the restaurant. I mean, I guess 
the people at Chipotle can go to Taco Bell, right? And the people at Taco Bell can go to go to McDonald's, and the people at McDonald's can go to Wendy. I guess. And they're all making fifteen bucks an hour. <laughs> you only make that, right? <laughs> I mean, and, and so, and then you look at, and, and here's the thing, because he talked about the bond market right. being the problem, not the stock market. Of course, he does admit. When the bond market goes, but bye-bye stock market. It's over. Right. It's over. But, but the bond market is fine until what happens. So this is what you have to realize. Why is it going to be what he says? The bond market is fine until people no longer have any interest in paying. Right? <laughs> and what Alan Greenspan is trying to tell everybody is that that day is soon upon us. Again. Pacer Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Listen to that phone ring. That's the sound of silence. Total silence. We're the walking dead right now, right? Right? That's a big metaphor, right? Because everybody, by the time you know what, when you know it, it's going to be too late. I love what he said because I always like the... The expression of how did you go bankrupt? Right. It was a little bit out of a time, right. and then it was suddenly. Right. Remember what he said about when when it's going to break. That's right. Two weeks before the ultimate disaster, right. it will look like the best market ever. ever. And I go back to to oh, it actually broke here in oh five. We knew. Eric and I were talking about it. You didn't believe us. And then in 06, you're like, oh, my God, it did break here. They still were talking about, oh, Ben Bernanke in August of 06 was still going to be raising rates, which were at five and a quarter at the time. And there was just some froth, and it was just a subprime thing. Right. But the economy was strong. Right. Everything was good. Everything Wall was Street, solid. Wall Street rallied all the way yeah. into 07. Until what? Until what? What happened? In a way. Until what happened? Went away. <laughs> right? But until, uh-oh, nobody has an interest in pain. And now you look you look at all the retail shutdowns, right? You, really? Wait a minute. All of the retailers? I, I don't know if you saw Victoria's Secrets. I, she had a secret, which was, oh, guess what? Even us, sales down 7% because <laughs> that was we're in these secret. malls and we're the only store left. Right? <laughs> You ever walk through some of these malls? Half of the stores are closed up, and it's going to be fine, right? And then we're going to we're going to survive on being a waiter and a waitress. I guess we're going to live the American dream that way. Oh yeah, the American dream. Come to America. <laughs> Have dinner on us. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Rolls of Silver Eagles uh, down to four hundred bucks today. That's at eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two. I just loved it. Now, Market Watch has a picture, and it looks like Chipotle. I don't know, but but it, there's a line of people ordering and people sco- scooping the guacamole, and they're trying to to figure out the workforce now, right? And they're all suddenly realizing, oh crap, that moron from Arizona that's on the radio for twenty years is right again. <laughs> He's right again. I still feel wrong, but
but I'll be right again. Well, I know you hate. I'm like a broken clock. I'm right twice twice a day. You hate, but that's the point. You don't want to be right. But the fact is, you won't. I don't want to be. I really don't want to be. We were discussing that. It's frustrating. I don't want to be. And it's hard because they, they have more data than I do. I only get the data that they release to the public. Right. And, and and I'm convinced that before it gets out there, it gets the whole scrub job done to it, right? So so my feelings when, when I read that they finally admit, hey, guess what? The only job growth in this country is people that have a high school diploma or less, and that the people with more than that, it's only down a little bit. i got a feeling that number's a whole lot different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will say this. When we get the... To Monday, we're coming up here. The show's about over. Uh, first of all, have a great weekend. Go out to those restaurants. <laughs> there's a whole lot more of them. Oh, yeah. We need to support them. 800 <laughs> On Monday, I'm going to talk about my oldest son, the most expensive colleges in the country, and how many of them are recruiting him. Don't wait. Don't miss that one. I won't. <laughs>